Hi, this is Chaz. When I want to listen to a show with practical information from an everyday guy who can't carry a cop just like me, I listen to my good friend Bob Main. Now on with the show. Hi folks, Bob Main here with another episode of the Handgun World Podcast. I carry a gun because I can't carry a cop. This is episode number 485. To be exact, it's August 15th, 2019, as of the date of the release of this episode. Thanks for joining me this week. I'm going to talk about CZ day cz usa day that i recently went to where a cz manufacturer's rep had a lot of cool cz guns at a local range local shooting range here in san antonio texas and as you know i am here for some of you don't that don't know haven't listened to me very long i'm in the great gun friendly state of texas really i'm a yankee with a gun i was born in new york city Raised in Wisconsin, but now I live in the great gun-friendly state of San Antonio, the Alamo City, San Antonio to be exact. So they were here at Mission Ridge Range, and it it was pretty cool. I got a chance to shoot some CZ guns, which you'll hear when I bring Ben Branham on. We're going to talk about what we got to shoot when we were there. And uh, our reviews, at least my review anyway, of what I shot, is really from an everyday guy's perspective. As most of you know, I am not a, a gun industry insider or a gunsmith or I'm not some kind of a uh, high-level high level trainer or operator or well-known figure in the gun community. I'm, I'm just an everyday guy. But I take my Second Amendment rights very seriously. Uh, for about 15 years now, I've been carrying a gun every day and lots of training, lots of podcasting, lots of teaching. And just it's it's kind of like my my side hustle, which which I really, really enjoy doing. I enjoy this so much that even if I if I did not financially benefit, uh, it's fine. But you know, I do get a little bit of financial reward, but that's not why I do this. So the the Handgun World podcast is now 10 years old, 10 years old. August of 2009 is when I put out episode one of the Handgun World podcast. I can't believe it, folks. Thank you so much. I, I'm just, I'm very surprised every milestone that I hit that for 10 years, people have been listening to me and still continue to listen my my numbers and, and and downloads and listeners just is is very healthy and a lot of good supporters i very much appreciate it i just have fun doing this you guys probably you you probably feel that i have fun with this and i'm going to keep doing it as long as people uh keep listening so maybe another 10 years who knows but it, if it were not for you this would not be possible so i don't want to toot my own horn very much um this this 10 year milestone belongs to you the listener. And I very much, very much appreciate that. I've had a lot of ups and downs in the last 10 years. Most of you know, if you've been following me, I've had a lot of ups. I've had a lot of real downs. And many of you have been great supporters. You're like my friends and family. So thank you very much. And some of you I've had a chance to meet in person. Some I have not. Got a 
I got a Facebook message from a listener in Australia. So Sean in Australia, hey, it's it's here's a shout out to you. Um, it's just it's great that people from all over the world are listening to the Handgun World podcast. I just try to do the best I can on every episode. This show is sponsored by Concealment Solutions, makers of terrific concealed carry holsters. Right now I'm wearing a Concealment Solutions outside the waistband Cobra. It's kind of like the small version of the Cobra. I can't remember what Jason calls it, but it's carrying my uh, Glock 43X right now. And I I carry almost exclusively outside the waistband, which seems like a rarity these days. Most people don't seem to carry outside the waistband, but I do because there's such fine holsters and belts and things like that for doing so and keeping it very concealed. And the great thing about the great gun-friendly state of Texas is that, like many states, we allow open carry. So even if my gun prints a little bit, not a not a huge deal, Really, uh, it's okay. So somebody figures out I'm carrying a gun. What's the big deal? I'm not breaking any law. And uh, just don't get too paranoid about whether you're printing so much, folks. Especially if you live in a pretty gun-friendly state. Don't worry about it. Just, just carry on. You know, with the awful tragedies that just recently happened, and I got to mention those because everybody is, and I got to get my two cents in there. The, the awful tragedies and slaughters in El Paso, Texas, and Dayton, Ohio. Again, another reminder, folks, another clear-cut reminder that evil's out there. And I close every show, and I'm going to close this one, every episode. I close almost every episode by saying evil does not exist in the holster. It exists in the hearts of men and women. Paul Carlson from the Safety Solutions Academy first shared that with me a few years back. I think he got it from someplace else. And I thought, you know what? That is so true. Uh, evil is in the hearts of men and women, and that's what we're dealing with. Uh, it's it's such, such a terrible, terrible, terrible tragedy that 31 or 32 people lost their lives because people have evil in their hearts. You know, it's the world we live in, folks. Uh, Let's stop denying it, okay? Let's stop denying it. And no law. I mean, brace yourself. Here we go. Meaningless laws may get passed by the United States government. No law is going to stop people from perpetrating evil if they have evil in their heart. I mean, come on. Think about it. Let's be logical here. Let's take a motion out of this argument for a minute. What law is going to stop somebody from being evil. What law is going to stop somebody from committing an evil act if they have evil in their heart? Nothing. No law. I mean, politicians are going to do some feel-good stuff. They're going to to pass some feel-good laws to make themselves think that they're doing something about it. And even President Trump saying he, he wants to get something done. He wants to get something done about gun violence. Really? Mr. President, what is it that you think that you and the Congress could do to stop it. I mean, you know, making guns more restrictive, uh, I, I don't think that these these two guys that had evil in their hearts in El Paso and in Dayton and all the many others before them, I, I don't think that a law, Mr. President, is going to stop them or leaders of, of Congress. I, I, I really just, I don't see that. I don't see a law stopping them. 
from from being evil. I mean, somebody help me, please, please. If if you're listening to this show, uh, and and you you know of a law that that could be passed that would stop the evil, I I think you'd have a lot of listeners, especially if you could back it up with a lot of facts and reasoning. So call my voicemail two one zero six four six seventeen twenty seven. Propose your idea. 210-646-1727. Send me an email. Handgunworld at gmail.com. Message me. Put a post on Facebook. Make it public. Put a post on Facebook and uh, talk about what law that you really believe, backed up by facts, please, backed up, back it up by facts, that would stop people from perpetrating this kind of evil. You know what seems to stop them very quickly? is when law enforcement with guns arrives on the scene or another concealed carrier with a gun intervenes with their gun and then the evil perpetrator stops. Have you noticed that? Dayton, Ohio, great police response. Great police response. It's amazing. I've been often criticized from people that say, I don't like your tagline, Bob, that you carry a gun because you can't carry a cop. Really? Well, hey, you know what? Cops seem to be pretty effective when they get there. When they get there. Look at look at Dayton, Ohio. What was it? Less than 30 seconds? Cops intervened? Or maybe it was less than 60 seconds or something like that? And and they stopped it. But but here's the problem. The problem is the cops can't always be there. Um and so that's what we we have to prepare. I mean, and and it seems like it seems like that's pretty much the only thing that's going to stop these evil perpetrators. It's good people with good in their heart that wants that want to save lives, and they are armed. Think about it. So just let that sink in. Just just ask yourself the question and do some research and figure it out. What is it that that finally stopped these people from? doing their evil acts. And the problem is in El Paso, the problem is, is uh, really, there, there wasn't much, there was, wasn't anybody there to stop them for a long time. As it is with many of these mass killings, no one is there to stop them for a long time. Remember the um, the church shooting here in Texas in Sutherland Springs at the Baptist Church? A good person with good in their heart stopped the evil person with evil in their heart with a gun so there you go so i mourn i mourn like everybody else uh it's you know for folks i'm a man of faith but you guys probably know that i'm a strong christian and i profess jesus christ as my lord and savior even if you don't agree with me if you're not a christian and you don't agree with that it doesn't make you a bad person or anything, and, and, and thank you for listening to this podcast. I just I want you to know me. I want you to know who you're listening to, know Bob Maine. I'm a Christian. I'm a strong man of faith. And so I, I really believe that, that we, we must protect innocent life in any way that we can. And I've said many times that carrying a gun is also a, a right to life. It's a right to life. You know, the right to life argument has been kind of hijacked. By the abortion argument, and you know, people that are pro—excuse me, people that are that are against abortion—say that they that they favor a right to life. Well, also, the right to life goes beyond that argument. 
The right to life also goes applies to carrying a gun, does it not? You have the right to protect your life. You have the right to protect the lives of your innocent loved ones who may lose their life if you don't protect it. Would you agree? So let's think about that. And again, I welcome your comments. Before I get into the CZ review, there's another comment that I want to make make about a new gun out there. And you're going to hear more in the interview coming up about the SIG P365XL. Uh, what a cool gun. At the CZ day at, the, at Mission Ridge Range, they had on the sales counter, they had a SIG P365XL. And uh, I think it's much improved over the, the first version P365. Uh, first of all, it's... Uh, it's ready for an optic. It's got the longer barrel, longer grip, and I'm not going to steal too much from the interview, but I was pretty impressed with it, and uh, that that might be more higher on my list of purchases than, than the regular P365. But in order for me to do that, I need your continued support, so please remember to support me. Uh, by joining the Shooters Club, Ben Branham and I have a lot of really good videos and some new audio podcasts exclusively for only our Shooters Club members. For only $8 a month or $75 a year, you can access all of those videos and the audio content. Go to ShootersClubMembers.com. That's ShootersClubMembers.com. A link in the show notes for every episode is there to make it easy for you to get there. And also, Ben Branham and I were teaching classes coming up soon, October 26th and 27th in San Antonio, October 26th and 27th, and November 9th and 10th. We're doing our flagship Beyond Concealed Carry the first day. Second day, we're going way, way beyond concealed carry, no pun intended. <laughs> That's why we named the class that name, and it's uh, it's much different. So if you're a graduate uh, and you want to take the class again, you're going to be pleased because we've changed it up and we've put a lot of really good material in there. We will increase your shooting proficiency and your self-defense proficiency guaranteed. Come to San Antonio. Join us 26th and 27th of October, November 9th or 10th. At handgunworld.com, you'll see a link to sign up and register for the classes. Check it out. So let's get to the interview right after going to CZ USA Day and uh, enjoy. Okay, in the truck on the way home from uh, a day at Mission Ridge Range or half of a day over there. Uh, it was a CZ dealer day, and uh, Ben Branham and I and uh, Dr. John Dean was with us. We got a chance to shoot some CZ guns. What do you think, Ben? I had a good time. Shout out to the guy, Jordan, who is the CZ rep. Uh, he's actually a gun guy, so it was nice to get in there and talk to them and not just a salesperson. And, uh, yeah, he had lots of fun toys to play with. Yeah, so speaking of toys, I got a chance to shoot the uh, CZ P10S. The subcompact. He didn't have a P10C. I wanted to shoot the P10C again, even though I've shot it once. I was pretty impressed with the P10S. Um, nice little striker-fired gun, maybe slightly larger than a Glock 26. The only thing disappointing about it is it doesn't have an extended magazine so that I could get a, a full grip, but it was a nice shooting gun. Yeah, that frame is really a Glock. Uh, the 
the Glock 26 length with 12 rounds in it. If they put a little little hook on that magazine, it would be perfect. Yep, and I shot a Dan Wesson, which is owned by CZ, for people that don't know. shot a Dan Wesson 9mm 1911, and uh, I think it was the ECP, if I'm not mistaken. Looks like about a 3, maybe 3.8 inch barrel, uh, 4 inch at the most. Very, very, very sweet gun. Uh, nice gun, nice price tag, smooth shooting. Uh, it's a cheater's gun. It's a cheater's gun. Yeah, 9mm, 1911, no recoil, no nothing because it's just nice and smooth dan mess wesson makes some nice smooth guns yeah now uh i'm disappointed and some of the people listening to this might be disappointed i didn't get a, sh- a chance to shoot the uh the p07 the cz p07 the double action single action he had one there and uh, i decided to shoot the um the 1911 first by the time i got done shooting the 1911 somebody else had snapped up the p07 and was shooting it but i just was not really all that impressed with that double action trigger on that gun what about you uh they're not great i've played with them for years and i've shot a couple of them um i was never a fan of the p07 it's the it's kind of their plastic version they're trying to do of the 75 and it just didn't work out really perfectly so I, I don't know the c10 will probably take off if they really market it and do well and do a lot of these range days it's a decent gun. It's got a good heft to it and good size. Um, and then they came out with a new line of the 75s that is, it, it's pretty nice. I was playing with a couple of those. and I wouldn't mind having one of their new Shadows, their Shadow 2 that came out. Yeah. Yeah, but it was kind of cool. It was kind of cool over at Mission Ridge Range. You know, we got the chance to, they gave us 10 rounds and the pistol and the lane, and it was all free. And it was, I think it's pretty good marketing day i'm sure all dealers do that right yeah i wanted more ammo and more time with the guns you know and then uh yeah i didn't do the serious test and evaluation thing he had two fun guns and a third one that i was going to try but i couldn't um yeah i just shot the cz scorpion evos he had two different versions than the one i'm testing and well i had to try both of those (laughs) and he they had the really really short one with a four inch barrel fake suppressor on it that was kind of falling off wiggling around i didn't like that and it just has the straight uh mp5 style wire stock that collapses and it goes straight in and goes straight out so it makes that gun incredibly small i was really impressed by how heavy it was though it was it was heavy in the fact that it was really nice to shoot with that short barrel and then no stock on it but i was i was kind of sad that it was so heavy because i want something i can throw in a bag and carry it around and it's just getting heavy and, yeah. I, and I'm already playing with a Caltech Sub-2K, and the Sub-2K is like under 5 pounds, and then the CZ is like 7.5 pounds. So yeah. it's kind of hard that way, but it did okay. The, it had iron sights on it, and with the short itty-bitty stock and everything, it was just too short for me to pick up the irons right. Um, I didn't, didn't like it, didn't shoot it that well. But then they had the 16-inch version out there, and I shot that one way better. Had a dot sight on it, and it, it shot great. Good, good. So off the subject of CZ guns for a minute, uh, we got a chance to play around with the new SIG P365XL. I uh, didn't get the chance to shoot it. I shot John Adine's uh, P365 a little bit with the 12-round magazines. I thought that was cool. Um, if I owned a P365, I think 90% of the time I'd carry it with the 12-round magazine. But in the store dry firing and getting a chance to handle 
the P365 XL uh, seems like that might be a really, really nice gun. Actually, yeah, I can't wait to get one. And uh, a friend of mine has one on order that shall not be named that said I can shoot it once it comes in. I'm going to have to shoot that one. I was really impressed with the 365 when it came out. And I've shot a bunch of them. Probably got a couple hundred rounds through one of them. And they work really well, and they shoot really well. John's was shooting great today, and uh, John was shooting some great groups with it. Uh, my groups weren't as good as his, and I was very upset that I can't do one whole accuracy at seven yards. Wasn't quite making it. It was uh, uh, dollar size groups, the you know a dollar coin size group. But uh, yeah, I always want to shoot better, right? But the 365 XL playing with it, I really like that flat face trigger. Most of the time, I don't care for the flat face triggers. And I don't know why somebody designed a flat face trigger. I'm just like, why? What are you doing? But the, on that XL, that was really nice. I really enjoyed that one. I like flat face triggers. I like them a lot. And one thing that impressed me about the P365 XL is, you know, the grip is longer than the P365. So you don't have to put the magazine extension. And I just don't care for magazine extensions very much. It's one reason why I really have taken a liking to my Glock 43X. By the way, I shot the 43X by Glock and the P365 SIG that John lent me, and I shot them back-to-back, shot better groups with the 43X. And I watched John Adeen shoot better grip, better groups with the Glock 43X. And I firmly believe one of the big reasons for that is the size of the grip. The longer grip, and it's all one piece, it's not a short grip with a magazine extension, I think that helps, and I'm really excited about the P the P365 XL because the grip's longer, and it just felt really awesome in my hand, that gun. I think that one's going to be a runaway gun, and I, I'm debating whether that's going to be my new carry gun. I picked it up. It felt a little bit small. I like the trigger. I like the idea of the dot. I don't know. Maybe that or the 320 is still what I'm going back and forth, my next carry gun that I need to buy. Uh, I still got all my Smith & Wessons. I still love those, but I, I just keep shooting the SIG products better. So I think I might, you know, if I had all the money in the world, I'd have the 365 XL, and I'd have a 320 with a Romeo dot on it, and I'd have a couple CZ Scorpion Evos, you know. But I'm like you. i got to pick my battles and which money, where I'm going to spend my money, unfortunately. So Yep, and, you know, if for people who don't know, the, the SIG 365 XL, it's it's cut out for a red dot. It's already got a cutout. It's got the um, the plate that you remove off the slide, and it's already cut out. That's kind of cool. I like that. Um, I just think the gun is designed well. The longer barrel length is going to help in a lot of ways. It's going to help, first of all, giving you a longer sight radius. But for people who appendix carry something like a 365, they're going to appreciate the longer barrel, I think, because with the right holster and the right belt, it actually makes appendix carry more comfortable and better with the longer barrel. People don't realize that. They think you have to have a small gun, and it's not necessarily true. And the 365 XL already has a cutout, a plate on top that you can remove and put the optic on. Yep. And SIG is supposed to be coming out, which I'm super excited about, their Romeo Zero that's supposed to fit the the size of that slide and meld perfectly into the gun and is designed for that gun and what more is i hope sig if you're listening because i'm smarter than you are right Ah. i'm just kidding um but sig if you're listening please leave on the rear sight that you put on the romeo zero the one article i read about it and saw pictures it actually has a notch sight built into the back of the optic so when you replace that plate and put the optic on it 
on the optic is your rear sight. Your backup rear sight is on the optic. So if your battery dies or the window breaks and you can knock it out, you leave that front sight on, you still got that rear sight, and it looks like they'll co-witness at a normal level. So that's freaking genius. Good job, SIG engineers, for thinking about that, whoever thought about that. You know, that's one of those dumb, dumb things that we're all like, yes, we should do that, and then nobody ever did. Yeah, that is a good, that's a good design if it ends up being that way, because once you take, uh, if you buy a 365 XL, once you take the plate off, you got to take the rear sight off as well. Um, speaking of sights, that gun comes new out of the box with the SIG X-Ray sights, which are very good sights. So, uh, very impressed. I think I'll be more impressed with the 365 XL than I am with the 365. Now, I haven't shot it, so I had to put a disclaimer saying this is a non-shooting opinion. I've shot the 365 a pretty fair amount now. I rented it a couple times. I've shot John's gun. But I just, you know, you get the feel. You get the feel when you pull a gun out of the out of the counter and it's it's in your hand. You can kind of tell for you many times if it's going to be good or not. Yeah, and then sometimes I I can pick up a gun and go eh, and then sometimes I pick up a gun and go oh this one's great. We were playing with the FN 509 tactical in there today, and that one was kind of cool. But I'm not sure about it. I have to shoot it. The the XL I was playing with it. I'm going to have to shoot it. So, unfortunately, i got to shoot all these things now. I think it's a money problem. If I was rich, I would just go in there and go, Ooh, I like this one. I'd probably buy, you know, I'd own half of a gun shop in my gun safe. Well, some of you could help us with the money problem. Some of you listening right now, uh, join our Shooters Club. Got to put in a plug for the Shooters Club right now because we got some new stuff up there, uh, Ben. We got new audio podcasts. We got new videos. Uh, we're making more. We're back to making more videos for the Shooters Club for eight bucks a month or seventy-five bucks a year. It's a, it's a phenomenal value. Yep, and I just did another podcast about the NRA and the state of that. So if you're, if you want to hear Ben go unleashed, I'm over there screaming at what's going on above. On sides. the Shooters Club? Yep, I did it on the Shooters Club only. Ah, okay, that's news to me. He didn't tell me about that. So cool. So Ben, you, you can listen to Ben scream about the NRA as well. Well, both sides, too. I scream at both sides of the argument. Ah, both sides. I'm an equal opportunity yeller. You're an equal opportunity screamer? Yeah, there you go. Equal opportunity (laughs) screamer. I'll scream at everybody on both sides of the argument. So there's another reason right there. And uh, both of us, we really rely on you listeners to support us. We don't have, you know, big-time sponsors. And we're not flooding our podcast with a bunch of commercials that are irritating to listen to. So... You know, if you can even sign up for 8 bucks a month, we would uh, definitely appreciate that. Shootersclubmembers.com. Again, that's Shootersclubmembers.com. Yep. Thanks for listening. We love every single one of you that listens. If it's possible, we love you more if you're part of a, the member of the Shooters Club. All right. Thanks, Ben. I appreciate it. Okay. Thank you, Ben Branham, for joining me again. We have a good time going to these events and also uh, going to competition matches which you're going to hear about again shortly but check out his podcast if you haven't modernselfprotection.com and of course he's my instructing partner for these beyond concealed carry classes kind of unique you don't get a chance to go to too many uh, firearms training classes where you got two lead instructors two Sometimes you have a lead instructor with a bunch of assistants, but in our case, you're going to have two lead instructors. We kind of split the class up 50-50, and you get a chance to train with both of us. My approach, more of the everyday 
everyday guy concealed carry approach. Uh, Ben's more tactical and more combative uh, than I am. So we mix the two. That's why just about anybody can benefit from our classes. And if you're relatively new to shooting, come on out. Come on out to the classes because we don't mind new shooters. We can get you up to speed pretty quickly. So again, I was pretty impressed with the CZ-10S. Uh, but that's not one that I would own. That's the CZP-10S, the uh, subcon- sub- subcompact version. I would rather have a CZP-10C. And uh, I'm really sorry I just didn't get a chance to try the CZP-07 double action. A lot of people have been asking me. Matter of fact, one listener, which which I may I may reach out to him soon. One listener is willing to let me borrow his CZP-07. And uh, that might be something I'm going to be doing. As far as the one-year test, by the way, it's been a year. I started doing it last August. But I'm going to continue to do it to the end of the year. I'm going to continue to do it to the end of 2019. So it'll be about a year and a half test where I try to test different types of guns and try to figure out what's best for me as a carry gun. I tell you, I'm pretty impressed with the Glock 48 and the Glock 43X. Uh, I really am. I think they're fantastic uh, concealed carry guns. And uh, they shoot like a big gun, both of them, and have decent capacity, 11 rounds, 10 in the magazine, 1 in the chamber. But the, the SIG P365XL with, uh, out of the box, just 12-round capacity in the magazine, plus 1. So you're looking at a 13-round gun in a very small package. Wow. I mean, that's just pretty appealing. That really is. A little longer barrel length to, to actually, in some cases, make it a little bit easier to carry and, of course, easier to shoot. I think it's going to be hard to beat the P365XL. Glock 48 is a very nice gun. Glock 43X is a uh, also a very nice gun. They're not going to leave my safe, but it's interesting that that the uh, P365XL uh, seems like Glock and Sig are really getting very very aggressive to make some decent guns, decent small guns for concealed carry with decent capacity. So I'm glad to see it. I'm glad to see it. They're responding to customers, and they're responding to customers' demands, especially SIG. I hope that the reliability of the P365XL is better than the first release of the regular version 1 P365. Okay, so now I'm going to go to a little bit of gun chatter that uh, I had with Ben right after a recent shooting competition. Right in the handgun world mobile studio returning from uh, AASA competition and Ben Branham's in the truck with me welcome Ben Woo-hoo. I did really well with that carbine today I was smoking it yeah you shot the carbine very well that CZ Evo that you were really moving I mean you had some stages that were less than 11 seconds I really like that thing I think I need one well we all need right we all need that right speaking of need Speaking of need, I want to start this segment off by, you know, I made I made a real big mistake I want to tell everybody about the other day. It was two days after the El Paso shooting tragedy, awful tragedy. And uh, the mistake I made was watching CNN for a little while. I, I, I'm not going to make that mistake again, but, but I did because my wife wanted to watch it for a little bit. And some knucklehead news anchor on CNN, we're talking about the Dayton shooter. And he said uh, he was surprised and shocked that the Dayton shooter had 100 rounds of ammunition. And his, his ex- 
the the news reporters exact words were were well I know he wasn't going to the range because who takes a hundred rounds with him to the range and I just thought yeah you know what sir you're right I don't take a hundred rounds to the range I take 300 rounds to the range it just shows you the ignorance of 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 the news media coming back for that carbine I probably have more than a hundred rounds in magazines right now yeah. plus a couple boxes of ammo and I just got back from the range so yeah so I want to urge all listeners don't don't take a hundred rounds to the range don't don't do that three, three or four hundred is that's where you should be what you should be taking this is our PSA range trips should be over a hundred rounds I just the stupidity of, of some of these people is just amazing and, and I'm not trying to minimize either of those two mass shootings I, I, I'm really not trying to do that right now I'm trying to minimize the intelligence of most of the media because they're just such idiots. And we were having the debate earlier whether that's on purpose or it's just ignorance. Are they ignorant on purpose or are they straight up lying? It's one or the other because it's not like you can't look up what happens. You can't talk to anybody that ever goes shooting. Well, maybe you can if you live in New York. They never go to the range. I don't know. But it's not like you can't call anybody and go, hey, normal range trip, how many rounds is that? And we go two or 300 rounds generally. And, yeah, so is it willful, willful ignorance because they're just incompetent at their job, or do they know and they're flat-out lying because they want to push their agenda? Uh, ben, I think it's the latter of what you said. I think it, he's purposely... He, he knows he knows people take more than 100 rounds when they go to the range. Yeah, he's just... He's trying to make it sound like that's extreme. And I know what he's talking about. He's talking about that the, that the, that the, the, the dirtbag who did that shooting was armed with 100 rounds. But let's see, how many rounds do you think we probably have in this truck right now, Ben? Three or 400? I'll bet it's three or 400 between us. Yeah, and that's before the match. And we each shot about 100 at the match. So uh, we're not dirtbags like the shooters. The amount of ammo he has means absolutely nothing. Nothing. I don't know if it means nothing. It, it It goes to show you how many people he wanted to kill there. He brought 100 rounds hoping to run up the score on the video game of life to see how many people he could kill. So that does say something about him. Whether he brought two magazines or ten magazines, it's a big difference what he was trying to do and what he was thinking when he went. But, yeah, when it comes to us as shooters, it doesn't matter. What's the big deal? If I put a thousand-round case of ammunition in the back of my truck and carry it around everywhere, it, what is the bullets are going to jump out and jump into my gun and start shooting people because I had a lot of them and they all got together and they did the rat in the box theory that I have and they all got shook up and pissed off and there was too many of them so they had to 86 some of them through the gun I don't understand well I agree with you okay it means that he had on his mind the intention to kill a lot of people but whether he had one magazine with 30 rounds or several magazines with a total of a hundred he still both those guys they made the decision to do what they did and the amount of ammo i think had very little uh to do with the decision that they made to go do what they did and that's why i always say evil's not in the holster it's not in the magazine it's it's not in the gun it's not anywhere it's it's in the heart yeah i i just oh 
all these shootings and all these idiots. So I've decided that I don't watch the news anymore. I don't watch Fox. I don't watch CNN. I don't watch MSNBC. I don't watch any of the crap. If I want news, I will flip through Google's news, which isn't much better, but at least I can delete all that crap out of my feed and look at just bloggers that are posting on stuff. So I let other bloggers watch all the new stuff and then I'll read and look for their co- look for their comments. And you know what bloggers do better than any of anybody on the news media, Bob? What? What? They actually freaking cite their sources like they're a freaking real news report. Yeah. CNN will never put a link to anybody else even though it's their source inside their paperwork. They'll just say sources say. They won't say on Fox News Hannity said this, but a blogger will put on Fox News Hannity said this and he'll put a freaking link there where you can go read the whole quote in context. So I argue who is the better reporter, CNN or these bloggers? Oh yeah, I, the bloggers. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's a good point. Citing their sources. And if you guys don't believe me because you don't know guns well enough or this is not, pick your industry, whatever industry you're in. And Google through CNN anything about your industry and tell me how correct they are on their reporting about your industry. Yep. Okay, real quickly, uh, because we're about to we're about to end this uh, little segment. So, Ben, we got a couple classes coming up. we got October 26th and 27th. You and I are teaching uh, Beyond Concealed Carry the first day, and then we're teaching a little bit more advanced version of it the second day, and then we're doing the same thing November 9th and 10th. So the reason we have two of them scheduled in San Antonio like that is uh, we're trying to take out the time objection. And I'm super excited about these courses because that Saturday is our flagship self-defense course i really think it is the best one day self-defense course that you could take we'll have you shooting and moving and doing things you never thought you could with a handgun when everybody else says that's day five class three or something we'll have you doing it on day one and then that second day i'm super excited about because we are going to get out there and we're going to shoot a lot we're going to shoot a ton of drills we'll shoot the fast drill we'll shoot el presidente we'll shoot a hateful eight we'll shoot a bunch of these that you've only only get to see on the internet a lot and you don't really get to test yourself because it's really hard and then bob and i'll sit there and coach you and try to make you shoot it faster we'll let you shoot it a bunch of times you can come up with your best time and write it down and then you'll be able to gloat on how fast you can do it and of course we'll be doing friendly competitions during the day because well if we got a gun and we got targets and we got a timer yeah there's going to be a competition right bob even when we go places if we have a gun and targets if there's any way we can measure anything we're having a competition about it, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I will also let a cat out of the bag. We're going to have a special hostage taker drill that uh, we didn't invent the drill, but we've kind of tweaked it and kind of made it unique to us in a certain way. It's about all I'm going to say on that. But I I really think you're going to enjoy the, the two days there. Uh, we, we've had... You can read the reviews. You can go to modernselfprotection.com or handgunworld.com, get signed up, and then read the reviews. There'll be links in the show notes for every episode from now to class day to make it easy for you to sign up. So go to modernselfprotection.com slash courses or just handgunworld.com. Sign up for the courses. Keep me and Bob gainfully employed. Um, No, actually come out. Honestly, Bob, shooting... And teaching people how to shoot is the most fun thing I do. And it's just as much fun for me to teach as it is for me to do it. And unfortunately, I got to pay for ranges. I got to pay for ammo. I got to pay for all that stuff. So that's why I got to charge or I would just do it for free. I love doing it so much. So you, if you come out, if you've taken a class, you, you've seen how much I super enjoy. And I'm jumping up and down excited when people are making hits and they they get it right. And yeah, it's 
And I think I'm getting pretty good at this after like almost 10 years of us teaching classes now. Yeah, almost 10 years. And I will say this, you won't hear a lot of instructors say this, but I'm going to say it right now. Ben and I learn probably as much as the students do in these classes. When you have to teach something, you also have to get fairly proficient at it. And so it's, I get excited because I get to learn things too. And we're super excited about the second day because I'm sure Bob and I will be shooting a lot on that second day and right with you so you'll be able to see if you can beat us on all those times or not. So come see us, 27th and, uh, 26th and 27th of October, San Antonio's nice. The weather is nice during that time of year, late October, early November. If you've never been to San Antonio, there's a lot of fun stuff that you could do. You could make like a four-day trip out of it or something like that. Um, you'll enjoy it. So get on our websites, get signed up for that. And that's uh, about all I got for this segment. Cool. Well, thanks for having me on the podcast. Have a good one. Okay, thanks again. I appreciate you, your time, Ben. And we had, a, we had a good time shooting at the competition match, and we had a good time talking and sharing some of our thoughts about the recent um, tragic, horrible, evil mass shootings lately. So after 10 years of doing this podcast, I want to say thank you again. And how about another several years? Uh, so I'd, I'd appreciate that. Please keep downloading. Please keep listening. Please keep supporting. Another way that you can support my show financially without having to spend any extra money is when you make an Amazon purchase, go to handgunworld.com first and go through my Amazon store. Handgunworld.com, go through my Amazon link, my affiliate link, and then that way Amazon pays me a little bit, and you don't have to spend any extra money. Then just log into your Prime account or Amazon account after you go through my website first. I'd very much appreciate that a lot. Last but not least, uh, leave an iTunes review or review anywhere that you get this podcast. If they allow you to review the show, it helps a lot of other people who might be looking for a gun, a good gun podcast to listen to. And remember to share this podcast with your friends. As you know, I try to keep it very family friendly. So you can have just about anybody in your family listen to this show. I really believe in that. Pass it along. A word of mouth is the best advertising that there is, in my opinion. So tell people about it, especially people who are new to shooting or just trying to learn what's going on out there in the firearms world. I'll be back September 1st with another episode. I try to get these out the 1st and 15th of every month. So September 1st, look for another one. And don't forget to have a good time. Have fun with shooting. Shooting's fun. That's that's the most important thing. It's fun. Um, you know, I, I know we all tend to take things seriously. I do too sometimes. Sometimes I have to stop myself from, from taking things so seriously. You know, sometimes um, uh, I, I think we just need to go out and have fun. And Oftentimes in these episodes, I like to put in a modern survival personal development segment. So here it is. It's a real short one. This is my modern survival personal development tip for this episode. Try not to take things so seriously sometimes. Sometimes we've got to lighten up. By taking things so seriously, we sometimes increase our stress level. And increase our, increasing our stress level is never any good. So have fun. Have more fun. Enjoy. Enjoy life. Enjoy what it has to offer be positive and enjoy. Um, and, you know, just remember the good things. Focus on the good things. Whatever's right, whatever is noble, whatever is lovely, whatever is positive. That I think that's from 
the book of Philippians in the Bible. Think on those things. And also have fun. When you go shooting, have fun. Make it a fun experience. The more fun people have, the more people that want to do it, the more they want to do it, and they'll tell their friends and they will get other people involved. And that's what we want to do. Let's make the shooting community as large as we can because we win with large numbers. Think about that. We win the hearts and the minds of people with large numbers. And we win it with people that say, hey, you know what? This is fun. And there's more positives to firearms ownership than there are negatives. There are bad people, there are evil people, but there's probably 10 times more good people and lives being saved and people just going to the range and having fun shooting guns. Okay, with that said, shoot straight, shoot safe. Remember, evil does not exist in the holster. It exists in the hearts of men and women. Read your Bible every day and I'll talk to you next time.